You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Monday, June 22nd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we hope all the dads, all the dad figures out there had a very happy Father's Day. In the spirit of Father's Day, we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my father, my best friend, the one and only Papa Ocho. What is up, my dude? Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you very much, and happy Father's Day to all the other fathers out there listening tonight or tomorrow, whenever they hear this. Um, It's been a a fun weekend. Uh, You and Mom came to help uh, the wife and I. Uh, I've talked about it. We kind of, um, you know, just a little bit of peek behind the curtain a couple weeks ago. We're moving down uh, to the Rio Grande Valley right near you guys. So very excited about that. You might be appearing on more episodes uh, as a result. That was kind of the big proponent for the move, uh, being honest. Uh, but so it's been a lot of packing this weekend. Are you tired of, uh, of taping and wrapping yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, used to doing that, but uh, it's fun to, to, you know, kind of do something productive like that. And we've had a good time overall. We've blended in some, uh, you know, some fun with the uh, activities related to the move as well. We, uh, we played some golf. We watched uh, the RBC Heritage. And um, I don't know if I've said it here before, but definitely said it on ESPN San Antonio. We've had Abraham answer on, dude made a run. Dude made a run and, and damn near pulled it off. Uh, nothing to be ashamed about. Second place in any PGA Tour event is uh, something to be pretty proud of. But Abraham, uh, you know, he's on the cusp. Yes, he is. Uh, and you, you know, you and I talked about it about two or three weeks ago, and I told you, I said, he's going to win, and he's going to win. I mean, I told you then, like, within the next 10 weeks. So, I mean, wow. I mean, he's just, uh, he's, his ball striking is fantastic. And, you know, he uh, he's getting close. He's knocking on the door, and, and he's there, and that's how they are. And uh, I do think he's going to win very, very soon. Best of luck to Abraham. And, you know, congratulations to Webb Simpson. Played a fantastic game. They both broke the course record, the yeah. tournament record. And, you know, and it sucks to go win- break the <laughs> tournament record and lose, but you lost by one stroke. So, you know, I mean, yeah, fantastic performance by, you know, the, like the top 10. They were in it to the very end. It was a fun tournament. Uh, it made for a fun Sunday. Lots of birdies, lots of darts being thrown. Um, the coolest thing I thought that happened was Sir Nick Faldo um, mentioning how Abraham, he owns a tequila company and he drives, or he has a liking to old Porsches or whatever it was. Um, that's like the coolest thing that can be said about you if you're a, a 20-something like Abraham is. Um, so, you know, good good for Abraham, getting tequila and Porsches, pretty cool life. 
Oh, absolutely. No, and Abraham is, you know, he's got his whole life ahead of him, but, you know, he's uh, the most humble person. You know, we've met him and fantastic guy, you know, best of luck to him in his career. So um, he uh, likes Porsches, right? Like that that's Abraham's thing. Um, I saw, so we're recording this late Sunday night and there's a video floating around. Uh, we're going to get to the DAC thing in a second, but uh, video floating around of Jamal Adams at, when I first saw the video, I thought it was a Costco, but it, it seems like it's just some shopping center. Um, obviously Jamal Adams is from the DFW area, spends time there. Uh, we talked about this last week on girls talking boys, Megan, and I did, uh, he was golfing last week, speaking of golf, Jamal was, uh, and in this video that's floating around, he's driving uh, one of those, I think it's one of those Mercedes Jeeps, you know, those really awesome ones. Yeah. Uh, and somebody, some fan yells at him and says, hey, are you coming to Dallas? And he says, I'm trying, you know, that that's what it, it looks like and sounds like, and you know how iPhone videos can be. Uh, over the weekend, I tweeted about this, Jamal liking a couple of, uh, of edits of him in a Cowboys jersey on Instagram. For full context, he has also liked edits of himself um, in a Texans uniform, in a Seahawks uniform, I think. Um, basically, every non-Jets edit that people can make. Um, it is very, very, very clear that Jamal Adams wants to get paid. It is very clear that he seemingly does not want to be associated with the New York Jets. Um, it is quite clear that he fancies the Dallas Cowboys, although... He does seem to have a lot of love in his heart for other NFL teams. Um, are you? We, we've talked about this endlessly. Meg and I devoted all of Girls Talking Boys' episode on on Friday. That and by the way, a big thank you to everybody who enjoyed the first episode of Cowboys Oi with Mauricio. Uh, that was very well received, and we're very excited to bring you episode numero dos uh, on Saturday. But are you allowing yourself to to be roped in by Jamal? Like like does him liking photos on Instagram? move the needle at all for you well i i think it uh you know really kind of um you know really formalizes the fact that uh, as you say he he is uh thinking that his run with the jets is over for whatever reason and that uh you know he's uh out there trying to test the water see what's out there for him see what he can you know bring into uh you know the uh, negotiation table but yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, you know, it, it's, it's good to, to, you know, wander down that avenue a little bit and, and, you know, just try to imagine what our defense could be like with him. But, um, you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, and I think you do as well, it's, it's, it's uh, a tougher proposition than, uh, than, yeah, you know, just than, trade than for what him. it looks like on the surface. Uh, you know, but yeah, if you ask me, I, you know, I'd certainly give a first and a third for him. So you mentioned the word negotiation. This is, to me, this is, it, it seems like, like somebody, I'm not saying anybody in particular, but somebody told Jamal or somebody counseled Jamal and said, dude, just, just go crazy. You know, just, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. you know, cause don't every, hold back. Right. Every Instagram like sends that particular fan base into hysteria. And then, you know, then you get all the, the blog posts and the aggregations, you know, Jamal Adams like this, Jamal, and, and we do it all the time. Um, you know, Jamal Adams is because some players do that. And sometimes I feel like it does mean more than it does in other instances. Jamal, though, is like, you know, he's in the fifth gear on the, the social media breadcrumbs. You know what I mean? And he's, he seems to be doing everything he can, everything within his control um, to express that he wants to play for an NFL team that is not the New York Jets. And um, 
I, I mean, I don't think it happens. I, I think the the reality is that the Jets have two years of team control left on him. Um, I think that Jamal Adams plays a position that some people don't necessarily value to a high degree in terms of resources to be given up for it. Um, it's not quite the running back position, but um, you know, that's pe- pe- people aren't in love with that, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but it, it kind of feels like. Um, I kind of feel like Danny Zuko, like, you know, I'm just on summer vacation. You know what I mean? This is a summer thing. You know what I mean? And then when we all go, we all leave summer camp, you know, the Jamal Adams thoughts are going to just go away. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it, it just, it feels momentary, I guess, is, is where I've, I've landed on it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, and I think that um, if it were to play itself out, you know, there's two angles to this, two pieces of the puzzle. And one is... The picks, the draft picks, and the other one is the... The, the new deal. Well, the new deal, the money, yeah. And, you know, I heard you... Uh, I don't know if I read an article or you were describing it on another show, but uh, the fact that, you know, the first and the third are kind of no-brainers because, you know, with the COVID situation uh, going into the collegiate football season, we may not see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, talent throughout the uh, this next season which means that uh, at the 2021 NFL draft, you know, you might not have as firm a grasp on the talent level of the players and what have you. And you, you know, probably are more apt to give up that first and third than you would otherwise. Uh, but still, the other piece of the puzzle, as you had said, is the, uh, is the money, you know, the finances of the, of the deal. So, you know, I think that's where it might get a little more sticky. Yeah, my point that was um that was on the Saturday morning hangover, the uh, the radio show I do on Saturdays. You you listen, good job. Twelve fifty ESPN San Antonio ninety four five FM uh, on the go is always at ESPNSA.com. You can also watch us live uh, on the ESPN San Antonio Facebook page and our YouTube channel and at ESPNSA.com. Um, and the the point, the conversation that James Pledger and I had was just you know NFL teams love draft picks um but this this is this is a weird year right we live in weird times and so uh, you know a draft pick does not mean or at least forecasting into 2021 it's hard to imagine that a draft pick will mean then what it has meant in your usual you know draft season just because we don't know what the college football season will bring and and you know NFL teams are so weird about the things they ask players like at the NFL Combine, and and again, I'm, I'm not trying to get into a, a COVID rabbit hole here, but let's just magic hypothetical. The you know everything is back to normal starting literally 2021, right? Calendar year, and so. But let's say they played the college football season with no fans. I guarantee you that that would be a question at the Combine. You know what I mean? Like how how did you handle playing with no fans? You know what I mean? And so the like it will be very different. You know, however it ultimately shakes out. How did you handle playing with 30% fans or 50% fans? You you know, like that, that would, you know, so that, that was my point was that draft picks are, are different in terms of value because of, of the times we're in. No, yeah. And I agree with that 100%. And, and again, you know, just a little bit more, uh, you know, of a tangent on that. You know, it's not the same to say I went into the big house and, you know, we beat, beat Michigan without fans because right. the fans, you know, and we go to, to Kyle Field and, college station i mean that's the 12th man big time and right you know so it's um you know it's a different ball game to come out of this collegiate season assuming they don't have fans and have a fantastic year and you know say like well you know i can go do this anywhere anytime right and that would be that would be something that 
like it is a different thing, but I don't know that you know. It, I don't know that it would. I know you're saying it's a different thing, but I don't know that it would prohibit either of us from saying, you know, well, I don't want that player. You know what I mean? It's it's something you say and then you think and you say, well, is he a good football player? And that's ultimately what matters the most. But some NFL teams, I mean, they're bothered by like shows these dudes watch. You know what I mean? Like there will be a team that that yeah. leans on stuff like that because that's how nitty gritty they can be. Um, okay. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So the other big deal, um, you know, Adam Schefter, no days off. I mean, he's a dad. And on Father's Day, Adam Schefter tweets out that Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, who still needs a new deal, is expected to sign his franchise tender on Monday. So this is our Monday episode. It drops very late Sunday, but odds are you're listening on Monday. So today, uh, what does that mean? Got some questions. We wrote about this and people tweeting. This is just the franchise tender. Dak Prescott can sign this and is expected to sign this and then still sign a long-term contract with the Dallas Cowboys by July 15th. That has to happen by July 15th. Now that Dak Prescott is expected to sign this tender, if he and the Cowboys do not have a new deal by July 15th, since he, since he will have signed this, they will at least have that. He is now, again, this is a future tense situation because he is expected to sign it on Monday, but that will put Dak Prescott officially under contract. That, you know, People have said all offseason, well, he has to do this. He doesn't have to do anything. He, he has, to this point, he has not been under contract. If there had been OTAs and mini camps and things like that, he would not have been contra- uh, contractually, excuse me, obligated to report anywhere. So this, you know, whenever, however, training camp ultimately happens, Dak Prescott will be contractually obligated to show up, even if he does not get a long-term extension, because he will have, at the very least, the one-year franchise tender contract for 2020. Yeah, um, and you know, I think that's interesting because. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, why is he signing anyway? You know, yeah, why sign now? Why sign now? You know, but I I think, you know, maybe it's a gesture of good faith on on Dak's part. And and I respect that. Actually, I I applaud it. I think, uh, you know, if anything's going to move the needle, you know, on these on these contract uh, negotiations, that might do it. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, um, you know, it will. But certainly, you know, it it gives you, uh, you know, even more of a representation of of what Dak is and what his, you know, character is. And, and so, you know, I applaud him for doing that and, you know, hope that uh, they can work out something bigger and better in the interim between tomorrow and July 15th. I don't want to take away from props for Dak, um, but just to explore 
you know, the whole situation. Um, one to five through the fans, Brian Broaddus, the, the great Brian Broaddus, tweeted uh, that his gut, you know, feeling it was that Dak might feel it's time to learn the playbook. And, and you know, that doesn't necessarily make the good faith part of it untrue. You know, th- th- there's multiple truths potentially. But I think, like, if we were to assume that that is the, the case here, it is a different thing to show up and, and obviously show up in a virtual sense right now. Um, show up when you're technically under contract versus showing up without a contract. Like if, if you care about leverage or, or the way that looks, you know, five years ago in 2015, Des Bryant was technically holding out and would show up and would practice because of how much he loved his team and loved the Cowboys. And, you know, if, if you, you know, look at business that way, there are some people who believed that to be leverage for the Cowboys against Des Bryant. Look, man, you know, come sign the deal because the sooner you sign it, the sooner you get to play, the sooner you get to do the thing you love. And so if Dak were, you know, learning the playbook in virtual meetings, not that he hasn't been, you know, that that has been very well kept by the Cowboys coaching staff and, and everybody associated with the team. But if he had been doing all of that while not under contract, that is at least a percolating narrative versus if he's under contract, well, then it's, well, hey, man, I'm under contract. I'm doing my job. I'm showing up to work because they're paying me to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of uh, ways to look at it. And, and, you know, I think that's another strong one. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I just think that, uh, you know, hopefully they can work something out uh, that uh, locks him in. Uh, you know, for four or five years, and uh, then we'll all be happy. Um, we are, I mean, we're well inside of a month now. Um, hopefully, God willing, we'll be moved before the July 15th deadline. Um, do you do you view this? I mean, let, like if, if we're to classify it as a gesture of goodwill, a gesture of good faith, whatever, do you view that as the relinquishing of any sort of leverage? You know, the, like the... The, do you view it as a blinking first type thing? I mean, you know, because some people could could argue that it is. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's hard to say it's leverage in any way, shape, or form, but it is goodwill. It is a, you know, a gesture of faith. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, when they sit down, if, assuming they do sit down after he signs uh, the franchise tag, assuming they sit down again and talk about this, you know, then I think the conversation's a little different. It's less tense. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, just a, a lot more, you know, like, well, you know. I signed hey, the I just, tender. I, really, I came to work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I came to work. And look, this is what I really want. I just want to be, you know, uh, secure in my future. I want to be sure that, you know, in four or five years from now, I'm at the market rate then as well. And, you know, and, and you know, just hear me out. That's just really what I want. I'm, you know, I want to play. I mean, you know that. I've already signed. Yeah, I think. So, you know, I, I just think it's a lot less tense, um, you know, at least from Dak's side. He can sit down and say, look, you know, I'm not going to hold out. I'm not going to do this. Right. I'm not. I I'm just not proved going, that I'm not going to hold out. Yeah, yet. you know, I'm not, uh, you know, going to be a rebel in any way, shape or form. But, you know, I just think it's fair that we sit down and do this uh, for the long term. I do think. um it's it's goodwill, good faith, or whatever, in in the respect of, to this point again, if you want to be extremely binary and extremely literal, the Cowboys could say, "Look, man, we we've offered you this. We actually value you at the franchise tag amount. We have technic that contract is technically sitting on your proverbial coffee table, right? You're the one who won't sign that. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, there's a lot of context that's necessary for that legitimate discussion." 
But, you know, Dak signing it is a, to me, if, if I was arguing for Dak, if I was his agent and I was in that, you know, room or whatever, my argument would be, look, Dak signed it. Dak acknowledges, you know, so if you view that as, as one serve, you know, Dak's not just sitting here. You know, if you viewed them that way, Dak just returned serve. You know, that there has now been an exchange is a weird way to put it, but there's been an exchange of offers of good faith, of goodwill, because to some degree the franchise tag is in its own convoluted way uh, a gesture of good faith. For sure. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, puts him in a very solid financial foundation. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, again, the, the conversation is a little different, is a little more, or, you know, uh, informal or less formal. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, that's how things get worked out. Maybe they go out and, you know, play around a golf now. Yeah. You know, the let, you know, the tension's gone and, you know, they say, hey, you know, let's talk about it or whatever. And, you know, they work something out. I, that's what that's just what I think. If there is any, you know, I don't think he he has or gave up any leverage other than, you know, it changes the, the dynamics of the next negotiation. It feels like to me, I think the best way to put it, not to brag on myself, is like, Hey, welcome to our house, right? You can take your shoes off. Shoes are, you know what I mean? Like, that's a whole different thing now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be comfortable to take your shoes off in the house. And, yep. You know, that, that there's a level of like, I'm here to stay. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I'm not going to track in mud. You know what I mean? Like, everything's good. So I think the shoes are off and it's time to, you know, let's get, let's, let's all gather around the, the kitchen. Let's snack. You know what I mean? Then we'll watch a movie or whatever. Later on, we'll go play that round of golf, you know, and so, um, it, it will be interesting to see where things go from here, but um, that was certainly news. You'll be back tomorrow for one more episode, um, you know, right now, and then, um, you know, we'll certainly have a lot going on. We do have a new episode of Girls Talking Boys coming at you later today. Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray with former BTBer Joey Ikes. Look forward to that. Again, if you have not listened, look, total real talk, all right? I'm obviously incredibly biased, but... I really believe that if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, the Blog and the Boys podcast feed is incredible. You get access to multiple different people, multiple personalities, multiple voices, so many different shows in one neat and compact place. All you have to do is subscribe wherever you get your podcast, totally free. Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. If you can leave us a rating, if you can write us a review, those things are very helpful. Uh, like I said, you'll get Kelsey and Meg later today. You can go back and listen to the first episode of Cowboys Oil with Mauricio. And again, obviously I'm biased, but you can tell me, dude, you're far more fluent in Spanish than I am. If, if you are a Spanish-speaking Cowboys fan or if you are looking to learn Spanish, Mauricio... I mean, it, it is an excellent show that he puts together. Yes, it is. Uh, I was very impressed uh, with Mauricio. Um, you know, it's fantastic, uh, extremely knowledgeable, and uh, just a fantastic talent in being able to convey, you know, his knowledge and, and you know, his thoughts uh, to, you know, all of the Latin community in a, in a very different way, a way that, uh, you know, is, you know, he relates it uh, uh, to the way he looks at it through his eyes. Uh, which is a very, very unique uh, way to look at it. But it's it's all within the same perspective of, you know, what the Cowboys are doing, uh, you know, now, yesterday, and moving forward. And so, yeah, I highly recommend, uh, you know, listening to Mauricio's podcast. Uh, this first episode was fantastic. And, you know, if that's just an indication of what's coming next, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on board, certainly, and uh, hope everyone else is. Well, um, I think we have more packing to do, um, unfortunately. However... You've helped me move a couple of times. 
we're way ahead. This, you know, what I mean, we've we've taken things, you know, from a totally different angle. So we're uh, we're prepared. Uh, we're, we're we've planned. Uh, we've put things together. Like I said, there's a lot of wrapping involved. Uh, we we've got we've stocked up on bubble wrap. Uh, lots of tape. Lots of boxes. So many bins. I did not know that there were this many bins in the world. Um, but uh, we, we have them all now. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Girls Talking Boys coming at you later today, and we will be back tomorrow. Uh, do us a favor. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends, as always. Go Cowboys! And peace out. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.